gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. The superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the hall of justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. And let me say in this weird COVID time, happy Halloween. Don't you dare go trick-or-treating. Don't have <laughs> mischief night. Don't throw an egg at anybody's house and don't ghost anybody because it's all been canceled. <laughs> I'm Seth Everett. Victor Dandridge is here and we have a Yo. very special Halloween themed episode because we're going to do something about the walking dead and people have complained if there's been one complaint. Well, no, Game of Thrones. That was the biggest. <laughs> but the, the second biggest complaint is we haven't done a podcast on Walking Dead until Mr. Dandridge saved the day. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, the walkers are not going to get us. We, in fact, got the Walking Dead. And it's an all-star lineup, actually, of folks that I'm talking to from Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Chandler Ooh. Riggs. I mean, we, we're talking all the folks. So, okay, so run it down. Tell us, where was this recorded? What was it? Tell everybody. My friends at Fandemic Tour, who were doing the Fandemic Dead virtual fan counters, uh, which is a paid event. So you guys are getting some exclusive listenings um, uh, to, to do this. But uh, we literally had six members from the, the Walking Dead cast, which was fantastic. Like we had Jeffrey D. Morgan, Joshua Michael, Chandler Riggs, Cooper Andrews, Cassidy McClinchy, and Emily Kinney. So like we had a full run, multiple seasons worth of people. And I can't wait for you to check it out. So here you go. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's really nice to see you. Maybe not up close, but we're happy to see you. Um, we're really excited to present the uh, Fandemic Dead event. It's uh, our first Fandemic Dead virtual event. Um, we want you all to have a good time, enjoy the panels, enjoy your meet and greets, um, and thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure all of the actors and actresses do as well. Everyone stay safe and be well, thanks. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Day 2, bringing your favorite stars together in this virtual fan counter. I want to thank our fans at Pandemic Tours uh, for bringing us together literally today, uh, where they always put the fans first and probably the most aptly named Comic-Con company on the planet this year. Uh, I am Victor Dangerous, the hardest working man in comics, and it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the virtual stage stars of the hit television series inspired by the best comic book in the universe, The Walking Dead. I know you're as hungry to meet them as, uh, as a roaming herd. So without any further ado, guys, what's up? How are we doing? Groovy. Hey, hey. JD, I'm so glad that you're here. We, we, were, we were worried. We were worried that you weren't going to quite make it in here, but, ah. but you snuck in at the last I mean, minute. You can't do this during football season. I mean, well, I mean, that's one of those, oh. that's one of those things, man. That's one of those things. You know, look, bro, you, Josh is he's you, ready. JDM, are you a Broncos fan? Is that... <laughs> You know Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's get that admission out of the way. I love it. I love it. So we've got everyone here. If you guys don't mind, let's give like a just a quick rundown to introduce you to the fans. Um, and let's start with Josh. I mean, you know, as Jared, you were, you know, the now fallen so, so excuse me, savior that everyone loved to hate. Um, uh, but you're here. We're so glad to see you, Josh. Welcome, welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. Of course, of course. As Jerry, he's the right-hand man that wields an axe as big as his heart. Cooper, what's up? Yo. Yo. Beth Green, <laughs> she was a gentle mouse who uh, learned to roar in the biggest way possible. Hello to Emily. Hi. <laughs> Maybe Alexandra's second most controversial citizen, uh, a former whisperer as as Lydia. Let's hear it for Cassidy. Yay. Hello. Hello. 
He's Aaron, the heart and soul of Alexandria's recruitment outreach program. Hello, hello. Let's hear it for Ross. Hey. So he's bouncing in and out, but hopefully Chandler will be right back in here. But uh, even saying his father's shadow as Carl, he found a way to light the future. So hopefully he'll be back in here in just a second. And uh, a savior more in love with the bat. Uh, doesn't really exist outside of Gotham City uh, with the last name Wayne. He was Negan, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey D. Morgan. What's up, sir? How are we doing? Hey, yes. Everybody. That's amazing. First things first. I mean, let's let's talk about 2020 and the craziness. It literally looks like the year that Greg Nicotero executively produced. Um, how are you guys surviving out here? Are you guys doing all right? Making oh. it look That's, that's the mean, 2020 head nod right there. That's the, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You guys survived the, the zombie apocalypse. You guys can handle 2020, right? Like this is this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. Obviously, we know that there are some bonus, you know, episodes that are coming out for season 10. Uh, we guys are we excited about the prospects, opportunities of this? Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, there he is. Chandler's back. Hey. The second we go live, everything, everything falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> that is the way the zombie apocalypse works, man. It's just, yeah. it's just what it is. I love it. I love it. The Walking Dead kicked off. Apocalypse. Ooh, yeah, very much so. Uh, the Walking Dead kicked off a resurgence in zombies and pop culture. Uh, who was a horror fan before this? Who was all about the zombies before the show? Yeah, man. Oh, talk yeah, to me. What's your sure. face? I got to hear it. What's your what? What's your favorite zombie or horror feature? What you got? I mean, I was a fan of The Walking Dead. Oh. Y'all heard that? That's right. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Cassie's like, uh, me too. I'm riding that train. Let's go. I always right. in high school, like all the Scream movies. Like Scream, I know what she did last summer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. I used to watch those a bunch. Kind of more like, I guess, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute classics. Absolute classics. Ross, what about you? I was a big fan. Like, for, for, I know Greg's a zombie purist, but I like Twenty Eight Days Later. I like the fast zombies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the most dangerous zombies of all time. Just yeah. I mean, another one. That was uh, wasn't that fucking vampires though. No, no, it was a rage virus. They rage were, virus. Yeah. Yes, yes, they were. They were just really annoyed and just ran all the time. That's just right. <laughs> I'm, not thinking, I'm not thinking Twenty Eight Days Later. I'm thinking something else that was in the snow with Danny Houston. Oh, oh, that's oh good, uh, 30 days uh, a night. There we go. Days, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. 30 <laughs> days a night. A brilliant piece. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, it's calendar horror. That's what we like. How'd you get that confused? How? <laughs> Cooper, what about you, man? What's some of the horror that you love? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, any zombie that runs is automatically a terror for me. So Dawn of the Dead, I was like, I was like, they're running? Oh, hell no. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm oh not running God. with <laughs> face first, please. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I now, still want to go out by the toes. Who was fan of the comic book series before the show started? Do we have any comic readers here? Okay. Okay. I don't want, yeah. yeah I, I like it. it. Was, I, I started it? reading the comics right when I got the audition for the show. Oh, nice. And I, I right. like, stayed up through it for like, you know, the 10 years from when I started reading the comics to when they, when they ended. It was weird. I, I didn't expect to be as like emotionally affected by the end of the comics as I was. I was like, man, this is... This was like a big part of. I didn't realize how big of a part of my life the comics were. It's so it's man, it's so weird. The comics are incredible. I love. Oh yeah, absolutely. every issue. Absolutely. Oh, I lived God. in Chandler's house for two years, and he left all of his comics behind, and so I reread them at, at Chandler's house. I don't know if that's <laughs> like a weird admission. Yeah. Or like a... We're, 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 we have a we have a weird relationship. Okay, I mean, <laughs> we watch the show. We totally get it. But I mean, speaking of that, I mean, we think that we know you guys very, very well as as longtime fans. But what's something that everyone has gotten wrong about your character? And Emily, I'd like to start with you. What's one thing that nobody gets right about Beth? I don't know. <laughs> She's really alive. <laughs> That's <laughs> the headshot just kind of went to the side. You know, it worked for it worked for Carl. Why not? That's real. Back with more of the Hall of Justice in just a moment. But first, have you seen DC's Legends of Tomorrow? The completely evolved series that started out with Rip Hunter and now has become one of the wildest, most comic book-like shows going on. Their fifth season is out on Blu-ray and DVD. 
And this season was so unique, it started with the conclusion of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I cannot rave about the crisis enough, and it is so much of what paved the way for this season, because again, it's all one world now. And the Blu-ray includes that special five-episode disc, a separate disc with all the episodes of Crisis. So if this is the only CW show that you're going for, you'll get the entire Crisis on Infinite Earths. You also see the departure of Brandon Routh in this season, and I thought he was a great addition, even though, in my eyes, he's still Superman. He played Ray Palmer, first on Arrow, then he went over to Legends, and he had a whole arc. There were changes as a result of the crisis that had a ripple effect throughout the whole season. And who's better than Katie Lotz as Sarah Lance? I mean, she just owns every scene that she's in. Uh, Heatwave's in it still. Uh, the, the Wave Rider is in it. It's the fifth season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And with COVID shutting down all the productions, who knows when we're going to see season six. It's out on Blu-ray and digital and DVD, wherever you can find Blu-rays, DVDs, and digital. I recommend the Voodoo app. That's just my personal opinion. This is the group of misfit heroes, and they are as wild as ever. The complete fifth season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. What about what about Coop? What do you got? What's something that everyone gets wrong about Jerry? Everyone, everyone pretty much nails it about Jerry. There's, I'm just waiting for some secret evil thing that we don't know about him. That would be but so I dark. Like he's just so nice. I'm like, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. You are, you are correct. You are absolutely correct. I mean, you're literally it. the better. Like I think you're a better right hand man than Alexander Hamilton was to George Washington. So you are tip top up there. Uh, Ross, what about Aaron? What What's something everybody gets wrong about Aaron? I just can't get over the notion that he doesn't like applesauce. Like, I, I just don't make sense. <laughs> oh, doesn't like applesauce. <laughs> I mean, it might it might take that in order to survive the zombie apocalypse. Who knows? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip you, Cassidy, for now, because I think Lydia is a very easy one for, for you yeah. to <laughs> So, Josh, what did everyone get wrong about Jerry? What I mean, because for the most part, so many fans were like, "We don't like this guy." Oh yeah, but he had good qualities. Nah, not not too many. I, I think I actually got more wrong. I was hoping for a, a redemption arc, and uh, and that that certainly wasn't in the cards. Tough way to do a redemption arc. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So so true. Yeah. Taylor, what about what about Carl? What's something that people get wrong about Carl? Uh... I don't know. I don't know about. I mean, for some reason, everyone seems to think that I really like chocolate pudding. I knew it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's harsh. That's that's super harsh. Yeah. Like, I really you don't, don't. You don't like chocolate pudding. I mean, it's not that I'm I'm against chocolate pudding, but I don't. It's not like I'm obsessed with chocolate pudding. <laughs> It was like it was like, it was one time six years ago. <laughs> you know? like, it was a real, I just did it one time, it one, one camera. Yeah. That was it. Everyone's like, the pudding for you. Yeah. Jeff, what about you, man? What's what's something that people get wrong about Negan? Oh, that he's a villain. Oh, come on. I mean, <laughs> we're not talking about the Seahawks, bro. <laughs> oh, sports ball, sports ball. This is how it goes. Uh, Cassie, okay, so it's your turn. What's something that people get wrong about Lydia? Oh, oh, really? Okay, I think no one really trusted her. They thought that she was still a whisperer, but now, the, well, maybe I should. The finale, if you've seen it. You know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Although you shouldn't be tuning in here if you haven't watched season ten. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, come on, get it right. Get it absolutely right. Uh, behind the scenes, some of you guys played staunch adversaries. Uh, did you guys stay like in separated groups to kind of create that dynamic on set? Or did no, you we just kind of hate each other. Wow. <laughs> oh. Turn it on. Welcome to the pandemic therapy session. Hello. Okay. We're, we're actors. God damn it. <laughs> act like we don't. Okay. Okay. So y'all, yeah. that's that's very amazing though, because I mean, you know, you hear a lot of times that directors want to keep actors apart to make sure that there's this authenticity of of 
you know, the ire and aggression between everyone, but y'all still just were like, yeah, no, you're my buddy. Action. I hate you. Yeah. Like that's yeah. we're like we're shooting amazing. so fast. There's not really a lot of time to like hate each other. We're, we're all trying to, we're on the same team. That's yeah. It, there, there's these moments where I'm, I, cause I don't, you know, it's like we, sometimes when we're, uh, you know, when we did the battle sequences and everything, you know, I would see Jeffrey and be like, Hey man, then he would go do his scene. And I'm like, Oh, he was, Oh right, he's the That's right. He's a villain, thing. but like I just, I just remember like all these like, oh yeah, all Ben, all these people can act. I forgot why we're here. Right, <laughs> you killed my friend. I'm so sad. That's amazing. Now, when it comes to the production time, how long does an episode actually take to to shoot? It used to take like eight nine days, and now wow. with COVID, it's like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately oh my god that's amazing but i mean is it like a grueling eight nine days are we talking like 14 16 hour shifts or is oh yeah. everybody's like yes yes it is yep. we are literally the walking dead ugh, ugh. did you have a uh, any particular scenes that were like super tough where you're like i don't think i ever want to do this ever again uh we'll, we'll yes go ahead cassidy go for it oh well this last scene with uh, melissa that was in the finale if you haven't watched it just don't listen to what i'm saying um uh, but when lydia pulls Carol away from jumping off the cliff. We actually mm -hmm. did that so many times on the day. And then like three months later, we found out we had to do it again. And we had to fly to LA and then reshoot the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was just- Really? Laughing. Yeah, it was a wow. lot of crying and hugging. But I oh, like the part, it was great. <laughs> Are there any outtakes where y'all push each other off the cliff? You can tell us. Oh yeah, we just jumped together. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> a little Thelma Louise style. Off. That's real. Butch and I like dance. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Any any particular hard scenes? I mean, obviously getting eaten by zombies. That would count. No, the hard scenes were my favorite stuff. Nice. You know, it, it's a time where I got to act. You got to do stuff. Of course, of course. That's yeah. awesome. The dream. I, I don't Emily? know. Emily? Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just thinking of like the very last day of shooting. Oh, everything's is. Do people freeze? Wait, you guys can see me, right? Yeah, yeah, we can see you. The very last day, I mean, Chandler would remember this, the very last day of shooting season two, we had to shoot where the zombies come and take over the farmhouse. Mm -hmm. And I remember that night being, like, all of us being so sleep deprived. And, like, by the end, people could, like, barely say their lines because it was, like, the sun was coming up. They had to, like, black out the windows for the indoor scenes. Wow. And it was, I mean, people had, like, flights to get to and everything, so we had to finish it. And it was just like, it was so hard, like hard to just speak and like be there because everyone was so basically just, yeah, sleep deprived. I'm just, wow. I'm so glad for trial labor laws. So it could only be a <laughs> <and> a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Use the system. That's the way. Yeah. That's the way. Sleeping on the, this couch inside of the, you know, like, in, because we had also had like a whole week of night shoots prior to this very last, you know, um, scene. And yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Chandler, what about you? Any any particular hard ones? Oh, yeah. yeah the, uh, <laughs> the, the scene where Carl killed Lori was the most brutal two days of, of a sequence that it took for us to shoot that ever wow. it was just like yeah. non-stop sobbing for just days straight it was not a fun time um i think i think that was the the first time that i was actually like affected outside of um outside of filming i was like man it's just it was it was so weird like i, I didn't think that it like scene doing scenes could affect you in that way but um, and then I didn't think that they could top that, but then I had eight days of crying for my, my last episode. So it's like, it was even, it was even more of a, of a crying mess, but, uh, but regardless, I, I still, it's, um, I don't know, you, you know, it's, you know, it's good when it, when it affects you and, and outside your work and that's, that's when you know, it's going to be good. It affected all of us, I'm sure, because you say it was two to eight days of crying. We're still crying, sir. So <laughs> trust and believe that. Uh, Ross, what about I'm you? Any pudding? <laughs> He's yeah, eating your pudding to be specific. I was gonna say that the, the Negan lineup that was the most oh. um, psychologically taxing shit to do ever. I mean, because you know, like, like it was yeah. physically fucking grueling for you guys too. I mean, that was yeah. a lot. 
it was cold. It was a lot of tears. It was a lot of everything. That was a rough day for you. It never ended. It never ended. It was oh, just, God. yeah, we shot it for so long, and then we came back months later, and we were still shooting it. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was brutal. But I mean, it, it, it's honestly, I, I, it's not an episode that I want to watch over and over again. But I think right. it's one of the best episodes of TV we've ever done. Totally agree. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. Uh, Cooper, what about you, man? Uh, for for reasons being different, but as a, people have probably heard me talk about it enough, but I had this hernia. And we were shooting, uh, like like umbilical hernia, and uh, oh, I was yeah. doing doing Cutlets's episode. I mean, the cave sucked, but I was already like five weeks into healing on that. But the but I was doing Cutlets's episode, and this is where the tree gets knocked over, and we had to like run over this tree that wasn't like we couldn't lean on. The tree mm-hmm. was like sawed off; the branches were attached, so we couldn't actually use it. So I'd like lift my legs over, and then I had to. Uh, well, I didn't have to, but I decided to pick up one of the uh, kingdom people. I'm just carrying her and she's a small person. She's like a hundred, like, like barely a hundred pounds. And she, and I go, I go to her as I'm like, like flexing my stomach as hard as possible. Cause I'm like, this hurts so much. Oh. Um, and I go, did you eat today? She goes, yes, I'm sorry. I go ridiculous. And then you know, <laughs> I was joking, but she was, <laughs> but I just remember like just standing there and just listening to lines. And I'm like, like just sweating so hard and just thinking about like, I hope this thing doesn't pop out of my shirt right now. Oh my God. That was a, that was a blast. That was no. fun. Oh my God. It's so, it's like, so kind of dark, man. Mood <laughs> shaming people outside of the, that's crazy. <laughs> but you know, I like, you know, Greg, uh, uh, Carrie, she, she named it orbital acting. It's this thing that Greg does for me, which is, um, where in the scene, Jerry stays in the middle and then everyone has to move around him for the camera. But but I stay still. It happens a lot. It'll be this whole, everyone's moving around. I'm just staying in one spot. Everyone's going to go back and watch this. I was like, there it is. He's doing it. Orbital acting. I've never, I didn't know where everyone has to revolve around me. Because Greg, after I pulled my hamstring in season seven, he's like, Cooper's never running in my, my episodes again. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Jeff, what about you, man? Uh, I, I think it's a combination of sort of whatever he's saying. Um, it's hard when someone that you have become close to is leaving the show. Um, but I think just the, uh, the physical aspect of the 16 hour days, the fucking heat, the, all the shit that goes along with this show. Um, it's kind of unlike any other show that, uh, any of us will ever do. I'm sure. Um, it, it's hard, it, long hours and, and, um, a lot of physicality to it that, uh, you know, look at the end of the day, you feel like you put in your time, you know, we'll be back with more of the hall of justice. But first I have to tell you about another podcast I do. And yeah, we talk about it from time to time, but anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes. I love the hall of justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat? So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show. They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now, every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests, you'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. If you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there.
I think The Walking Dead as a show has definitely uh, upped the ante on some of the gnarly effects of things, things that, uh, you know, other comic book based, you know, uh, shows are, are bringing to the table. Uh, but the, the effects were nothing short of gnarly. What are some of the, you know, prosthesis or, or makeup jobs that you saw that absolutely terrified you? Were there ones that you were like, that's wrong and I love it? Chandler, you've been on longest, so let's start with you. I was gonna say my 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 eye, the prosthetic for my eye that we had yeah, that was um, awesome. in season <laughs> yeah. seven was really, really cool. Um Yeah, they um actually because the the bottom layer of the prosthetic was so thin, they had to tape my eyelid shut because my eyelashes were like moving the the like the closest layer of the prosthetic because it was everything was so it was so thin because I had to be wow. like you know as close to my actual eye as possible. But um, yeah, it was. I think that was it was just so cool because we had so many different versions of that prosthetic of when I took off the uh, took off the bandage and it was. It's really, really cool to see to see like the the finished product on on screen. So Can anyone cool. top that? Anyone have one that's grosser in your opinion? I feel like I, every year uh, Greg comes up with a new song. Yeah, pretty friggin' awesome. What would you say from this last season was the grossest one yet? I mean, that's hard to say uh, with the whispers. When Ross and I had our uh, our our kind of episode together, we had some cool zombies that were uh, wrapped up in that ivy crap that blinded you. Um, yeah, hog, hogweed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those that was cool shit. That was amazing. Dude, I loved it in an episode when, you know, Ross, when Aaron makes it into the, the you know, shelter or whatever, and Negan is just kind of sitting there relaxing, just kind of sipping his tea, waiting, like you just knew he was going to get there. That's, that's I trust. Much, I, I love doing that episode. I, I oh, love working with, with Aaron. We had a great time, and I thought it turned out really good. That was a fun one. That's amazing. I love that. Okay, so this one is specifically for Jeffrey and, and Josh. Uh, maybe Negan and the Saviors weren't wrong, but were they right? Let's get into it. Let's like were they right for the right. I don't think anybody's necessarily right in this world. And I don't think anybody's necessarily wrong. I think it's just a matter of uh, how to survive. Mm. Um, I mean, people will bitch and moan and 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 pick their sides. Um, usually the other side that I'm on. But um, <laughs> I, I really think it, it's just it, it, you do what you can to keep going to the next day and i think that that's definitely kind of been negan's theory and and uh and as well as everyone else's but i, I don't know that there's necessarily a right and a wrong i mean maybe like smashing people's head and is not the right way but i think we've all done very questionable things on this show Art. perhaps perhaps that's a very diplomatic answer by the way he's like i don't Thank think you. anybody's I really josh what do you think you want to add to that one I, I mean, I watched the uh, the season seven finale and the season eight premiere on a plane in between two people, uh, and and after experiencing that and and folks looking at my screen, uh, as after we had kind of shot, I, I had gotten on the show and shot eight hundred two, and uh, you know after after experiencing that, it's hard to believe that they were ever in the right again. And so, you know, it's a, it's a testament to the writers to to give Negan such a, a redemption. Yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Remember when uh, all of our heroes broke in and, like, killed everybody in their sleep? That was... They did. Yeah, it's like slid all their throats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping people. Like right. 30 people. Right. Yeah. Then you have these characters that you love. You know, you have Abraham going. It's like the people are... Abraham and, you know, they're just uh, so attached to these guys. So it's hard to present them any other way. You kill a bunch of background, or you kill like you know these that have been on the show for a long time. That people, well, are, that's a whole different fucking psychological yeah. bullshit game that you're but, playing now. Well, I liked I liked uh, Michonne's uh, when she was when she was tripping because you put we put people we knew in uh, you know or we we you know in in those beds you know or we or we saw like the effect of it and it really was like and I always think of that about it from the kingdom's perspective because it's like. We had a, you know, it kind of sucked, but it's like, all right, here's some pigs, you know, here's some fruit. And now we're like jumping into this fight and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys didn't tell us that you went in and killed up an entire base before meeting us. So Details, that's, man. Details. Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, now they think we're in it. Oh, oh. And then, of course, Kingdom gets just destroyed every season. You know, it's like, oh, great. Great. Just fantastic. <laughs> we're farmers. <laughs> <laughs> we put on plays. <laughs> we got Bob Dylan covers. Come on. 
Josh, you want to throw in on that one? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like when we when we went out on that satellite compound and started killing people, I remember. Uh, I, th- I think I think uh, Steve and Yun and I were talking about it. We're like, this is a big turning point for the show. <laughs> we're we're see. We can't really claim that we're pacifists at this point. It's like, well, this is a choice, and it's going to be reprimanded. You know, like. <laughs> so true. This next question, uh, Emily, Cassidy, and Chandler, this is really for you guys. Uh, teenage angst can uh, get you eaten or worse. Uh, what were some of your most cringeworthy moments in the show where you know maybe the attitude of your characters was like, this is terrible. They should never do that in the zombie apocalypse. Um, Go for it, Emily. I mean, well... Right away when you meet Beth, you know, she's um, she's thinking about just checking out. I guess it's not really like a cringeworthy thing. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like I, I like Beth. I feel like she was just always trying to do, do her best. And I think it's nice that you see her sort of growing up in this world and like discovering herself. And even just like once she gets separated from everyone, how she sort of takes on you know how when you're in a group, you you become the person, or she especially become the person who's needed, and you kind of see her do that throughout the seasons. And then when she's by herself, she gets to explore these other sides of herself, and you get to see like a different aspect of her personality. Um, and I think that's very similar to like in the real world, like maybe when you leave and go to college, and you sort of um, other parts of your personality come out, or you grow in the way that you need to to survive. Um, so I don't know. So <laughs> Like I don't really, I I don't have any cringeworthy moments. I don't. Good, think. good. No, be proud. That's the way. That's absolutely. <laughs> Chandler, now you have to you have to come up with something really cool now. After that, one word, Dale. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. There, yeah. People people hated my character for many many like at at, at the start of the show. Uh, for the first like two three years, everyone hated Carl. <laughs> I would people come up to to me at conventions. They're like, "I hate your character. You <laughs> killed Dale. You're annoying. I just I hate you." And I'm like, "Okay." Guys, I'm like twelve. Like just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't write the show. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm not to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You're a terrible yeah. person. This other fictional person died. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I feel like all of season around? two was just cringeworthy for Carl. <laughs> when, when did that stop happening to you? What was the the turning um, point? I think in like, honestly, people still hated my character <laughs> up until like season five, season like five or six. <laughs> wow. Because wow. because then in season four he had his whole thing where he was like, oh, I don't need you, Dad. You know, you're, you know, you let everyone at the prison die. You didn't kill Carl Papa. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, that's kind of like every fucking kid growing up. I mean, True. You know, literally, that's just youth. It's, yeah, it's the place. Watch you. We yeah. have to watch you and Carl grow up. That's right. Yeah. Literal. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't like get a bunch of people killed, but yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Cassidy, what about you? Oh, gosh. Um, cringeworthy moments? I guess uh, in episode four of season 10, she had some cringy uh, teenage makes dialogue with Daryl, I think. Maybe we'll say perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that was, I don't know. I don't even think it was that bad, but there was that. that, If I had to pick one scene, it would probably be that one. Nice, nice. I I will admit, like when you first premiered on the show, season nine, um, you were in the having the conversation with Henry in the cell next to him. Um, you were the most devious person of all time because I'm watching it and I'm like, Henry, stop talking. She's mining you for yeah, information. Henry, Search. Henry was like, "What are you doing?" Henry was so the tool in the shed, though. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he, he used the blunt stick. Okay, let's. That's all we're gonna say. You know, but. You know, yeah, you were you were drawing stuff out, and I'm yelling at the screen like, "Stop talking to her!" She it was the most admirable moment of all time. It was absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, okay, so Cooper Ross, both of your characters almost live to see the value in other survivors. Uh, their faith in the remnants of humanity are really unmatched. Uh, are you generally as optimistic in your day to day life? Are you are you that person? Except for Cooper, who we now know shames people. Is. But uh, no, nah, it's cool. What you get? Yeah, what you got? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jerry made Jerry made, just hey man 
this is like this is I was gonna say the episode that we were filming, like people were like, What's it like working with Jeffrey? I'm like, he's great because he'll fuck with you as the character and he'll fuck with you as the actor <laughs> on the screen. So like if you're not Man, your Broncos aren't doing so well this year. <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Like, oh, man. Um, That's how you do it. Oh, man. I, I, th- I think Jerry is, I mean, as far as, are, are we still talking about the cringeworthy moments here? We no, 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 no. Like, our optimism being, and Cooper. Yeah, you're optimistic. Yeah. It's you're optimistic. hearing everything. Oh, man. You know, it's. Jerry always made sense to me and his optimism made sense because it, it was just a straight up, you know, just thinking, hey, the world's over. This is new world. But yeah, he just he just deals with it, you know, and I, I always like that about him that it's, you know, he just rolls with the punches pretty well. You know, it's like, oh, this is destroyed. All right, we're moving on. But on Henry for a second, I mean, hey, man, our pipes are breaking. He gets to... He gets to uh, Hilltop, mm-hmm. gets drunk, goes to jail, gets in with a girl. I'm not sure when he learned how to blacksmith anything. Of course, <laughs> pipes never fixed. <laughs> Teenagers, <laughs> right? Like, he, he went with a purpose, suddenly meets some friends, and everything goes to hell. That's just that's what happens. What happens? Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to my teenage sons, and I'm like, look, don't be Henry. Um, okay. <laughs> Now, now, Ross, you just did an amazing impression of JDM, and I know you do some fantastic impressions. Have you ever had to stand alone and deliver dialogue uh, in practice, rehearsal, or anything as any other characters? Uh, well, not not really. Last year, Norman finally got me to break and do my impression of him. <laughs> uh, He's still pissed about it. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, I don't think it's a good idea because you might not like it, you know. <laughs> and Melissa was like, do it. Do it, Ross. Do it. Melissa was yeah. like, please do it, Ross. De- Denise came up to me afterwards. She's like, it was nice knowing you. And I <laughs> That's amazing. Now, do you guys have that kind of fun on set all the time? Are you usually ripping on each other, just teasing? It's it's pretty I serious. Do. I mean, it's not it's not it's not all jokey jokes, but we we, we take the job pretty seriously. I mean, but there's there's moments of levity here and there, of course. Yeah. Are there pranks behind the scenes? That's any, any that you can talk about outside of statute of limitations. I don't want to get anybody criminally in trouble. Uh, Jeffrey just sat back like, Shh, don't y'all say yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I totally. I repeat that, sir. Right now. <laughs> That kind of died with with Andy and Norman a little bit. I mean, they were they were pranking each other a lot, but I mean, I, I don't know. D- d- does does Norman prank you, JDM? Or yeah, but you know, it, Andy was the most gullible person in the history of the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got it hard. I think the rest of it is the reason that the pranks aren't uh, talked about anymore is because none of us are that fucking gullible. <laughs> like, listen, we survived the zombie apocalypse. We're good. Fucking uh, a prank every day. It just walked right in. <laughs> and then was shocked. <laughs> oh, my God. Taylor, we're sorry we're talking about your dad like this. This is just so messed up. Should be so much more respectful. Uh, no, I'm on board. That was a huge yeah, theme I'm, of the show. The <laughs> oh, you did it too? Oh, oh. So no one was safe, literally. I get that, I get that. Uh, death was such a huge theme of the show. Obviously, dead is in, in the title, literally. Um, there have been plenty of both shocked and astounding uh, deaths that, that hit the fans in crazy ways. Uh, whose death got you, though? Whose death made you go, oh, my God? What do you got? Scott Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not only because of his death, but just because he was such a cool dude. And I wasn't even in that season, and I hated it. Yeah. But I yeah. think there's there's like four people here that had rough deaths yeah definitely definitely yeah if you if you include your own you're gonna hate their death that's very true very very true yeah um herschel was was incredible and and obviously um uh scott and in real life has passed and and he was beloved um amazing man amazing man um Man, oh, Jeffrey, man, you just kind of took us all down there for a second, Sorry, man. Was, fucking no, 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 no. That's that's cool. That's cool because Scott I mean, deserves, like, you know, of course. Chandler and Emily and 
and uh, Stephen and Abraham. I mean, even the that I'm responsible for, they they suck. They suck because we we love the characters so much and, and the people. Yeah, yeah, you know, very much. So. I wish yeah, everybody I, was still on the fucking show. We'd have 900 cast members, but well, we'd watch. Whatever. We'd be in there. Definitely right? still watching. 100%. Yeah. Ross, what yeah. about you, man? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think I think when, um, honestly, well, well, Herschel was obviously rough, but I, I actually got really affected by, by Shane dying for some reason. Mm. Because yeah, I felt like that was... He he he's he's like what what could have happened to Rick later, and also he could have very easily gone the path of Negan. Like he was like the only person really like questioning like should this be the way we live in the apocalypse, or sh- is there another way that we're going to ensure our safety more by being a little bit more brutal and more um, uh, realistic? And I, I that that really fucked with me. I guess I mean it was. I feel like uh, for you. Um... Ross, your, your boyfriend when he died, that because that was a yeah. lot that you took in. Yeah, that was that was really rough. That was obviously a bad one. Yeah. I remember yeah, that, you being kind of messy about it. Being kind of messy about it, understandably so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Understandably so. And in that callback, when you know you have that conversation, like, are you saying it was my fault for not protecting him? That that's why he died? You're like, oh yeah. I, mean, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Have, maybe uh, I shouldn't have put that bear. That was yeah. That was that was, <laughs> that was a fun scene to play, man. That he was brought just, up like, my wife. He brought up. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no, he was talking about the bat. He was talking about the bat. That's what. Yeah, it was the bat, not not your wife. That's no. You were definitely. <laughs> Don't talk about a man's wife, man. That's just messed up. <laughs> right. Emily, what about you? Anybody else's death that, that really got you? Aside from your own, of course. Yeah, I mean, my son <laughs> was such a good gig. I mean, I was torn up. <laughs> um, no, Herschel definitely was probably the one that, you know, affected me the most. Just, you know, filming all of those scenes with Lauren. And, um, yeah, yeah, and then also, like, just how it shifted how it shifted the cast, you know, sometimes when one person or a lot of times when one person leaves, then there's just sort of like a shift that happens. And that was definitely one that was really hard for me to adjust to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cooper? I think Chandler's death. Uh, yeah. I was about to. We're all fucking yeah. shocked by it uh, in real life. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, like, like Emily was saying, I think it reverberated throughout the, it still is. I, yeah, definitely. I remember when we, I saw that, when I saw the script, you know, I do that, that thing. Um, just like, who does, who does? And then, and then I, but then I saw, you know, I saw Carl's like, no. And so I got kind of upset at the makeup trailer. And then when we watched the episode, I was in, I was at a convention. And so we we're watching it with a group of fans. I'm in the back, like, like trying so hard not to cry, but I'm crying while, while Carl's going. So that was, thanks, man. That was pretty. That so like tried by strangers. I was there at the convention. I remember being at that convention that weekend, and uh, and I had just like that that previous week I was doing a movie, and they cut my hair into a mullet, and I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna go to a convention with a mullet. So I just like stuffed all my hair up in a hat, and they're like, you cut your hair, you're gonna die, and I'm like. No, I know my hair's still long. Just, you know, I'm, still stuffed in my I'm not gonna die. I'm not dying. What are you talking about? And then, yeah, yeah I, shared, I shared my beard like six months ago, or like at the beginning of all this. And then, you know, all these things were being written. It's like Cooper Andrew shaved his beard. I'm like, because I can. I can, man. <laughs> no, you're dead. It, it will what grow back. Heck? I promise. Nah, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> No beard, no life. Josh, what about you, man? Uh, I, I have to say some of the earlier deaths. Outside of Herschel, um, some of the earlier deaths kind of got me. Um, Shane, I think, agreeing with Ross, you know. Uh, Lori, you know, it, it was just that moment, like, oh, this, this show's not fucking around. They're, you know, they're going to kill off primary cast members. And I think they kind of paved the way for shows like Game of Thrones to kind of keep you on the edge. Uh, and you know anybody could go at any second. True, very true. Cassidy? Oh man. Probably Beth and Glenn. Those are the two ones. Yeah. Those are those are heavy. They they bore into your soul. Those are so yeah. yeah, very much so. Very much so. And and for you, Chandler, man, I think the thing that got us the most is that it wasn't a, a sudden occurrence. Like we literally had to watch you slowly 
slowly die. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it took 42 minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the worst thing possible because we're just like it's just just twisting, just twisting ever so deeply, ever so deeply. Oh my god. Death um, from character episode. deaths to right, like the whole time. Uh from character deaths to character inclusions, the show took many liberties away from the comic. Uh was it more liberating to have that kind of freedom where you weren't so directly tied to the source material? We'll have anybody jump in. I mean, obviously, Emily, um, you know, best character doesn't exist in the comics. So yeah. you were able to create something totally brand new and fresh. Was that more liberating or did you, would you have preferred to have kind of a rubric to follow? Um, um, I think it was liberating because you didn't, people didn't know what to necessarily expect. And yeah, we mm -hmm. can sort of create it together. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so I think I think in a lot of ways it was really liberating. I felt like, you know, on set we created it together. Like you and the costume designer was a big part of that, and um, and of course all the writers and Frank Darabont and yeah. So that was uh, yeah. I think I think it was liberating too because you you truly didn't know what was going to happen with the character. Right. It wasn't like people, you know, people couldn't come up to me at conventions and be like, okay, you know, like. You're, you're supposed to die this time or that time, you know. I mean, like, it's, it's a mystery. You don't know. That's so. got to be the darkest conversation. <laughs> you're supposed to die next week. I know it based on the story. That's terrible. Cooper, what about you? Oh, yeah. No, I prefer the I prefer the freedom. I mean, I think I do. I don't know. The, with Jerry, at least at the beginning of it, I would kind of do three different versions of the character because it was, it was scary for me being this comedic, character but also trying to ride the line of still fitting it in the walking dead and as a fan of the show i had to like i was like even though it's like a, you know it's a few lines here and there i'd be like well what the hell is this you know like you know it's it's uh what was it it's it's uh it's fruit time i remember saying that it's like it's fruit time i'm like what time does that mean <laughs> that, that breakfast or whatever you know and i don't like, right. yeah, I, just, like, <laughs> I love cop. I love cobbler, but the cobbler they gave me that day was so sweet. And I was just like, I just kept eating it. But, but I hate, you know, it's like I have a skill. It's called eating, and I hate, I hate the thing in acting where it's like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty. What's up? And I'm like, hey, that water is getting warm. Are you thirsty? Or are you? Do you need? I'll drink that if you don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like they'll take they'll take like the bite and then like get rid of it. I'm like, what's the eat? Keep eating your food. So I was just a housing cobbler. But I mean, I just, you know the you know the choices are always fun because it's like, well, this might work. Let's throw it at the wall, see what happens, kind of I thing. So I love that. Is, is there anyone here that would have preferred to be more like the books? Because it sounds like you guys are all saying the same thing. I, I I really liked having the comic books to kind of go off of, and and just because I like. From like from like literally right when I got the audition, I started read, started reading the comics, and um, <clears throat> and around that time was when issue like sixty something was mm -hmm. out, and uh, and so like reading like being on the show and reading the issues as they were coming out, and like you know when Carl got his eye shot out, I was like, oh my god. It's they just killed off Carl. And then the next issue came out and they're like, he lives. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it was like, it was like just so crazy because um, I knew I was going to play out those things as they were coming out. And it was, it was really, really cool. And there were so many moments that I was l really looking forward to um, that I got to play out, you know, in, in the show. And um, it was, it was just, it was super, super cool to like get to, to do those things and be at like being a fan of the com of, a comic book and then getting to actually do the comic book was it was it was super super cool for me and um yeah i, I just i liked it a lot that's absolutely amazing uh we're almost short on time so i apologize um we've got the cloud of the new you know episodes that are coming uh super excited uh the potential you know end that's that's looming over everybody uh, do you hope for a happy ending for our survivors and how would you describe that in three words and we'll start with we'll start with emily how would you describe the ending that you want to see the show wrap up in in three words. Three words. <laughs> That's an impossible question. I what? I always like might not like your question. I so. <laughs> like I had you all <laughs> into <laughs> right now. Um. Okay. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> Here, I'll throw one at you. They all live. There you go. Health, so like the, uh, and, and peace and um, purpose. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I would, I would definitely put that on the wall in my house in the zombie apocalypse. I like that. All right. Cooper, do you got I'm one? Literally, I don't know. Uh, big, big bloody sunset. That's how it should end. With the big okay. bloody sunset. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. Josh? Yeah. An Ulrich's dream. That's okay. terrible. That's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bobby Hart. Cassidy? <laughs> Bruce beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I don't know. I don't know. Ross? I was going to say bourbon, aliens, and pink. Mm. Wow. Wow. You're under something. Chandler? Rick comes back. That's, hey! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. And last but certainly not least. Four words. I hope I work again. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen. That just got so real. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for joining us today. To all the fans that are watching, we thoroughly appreciate it. Let's give one round of applause and a wave to everyone that's here. Um, to all of you stars, thank you guys. To our fans, our friends at Pandemic, thank you guys for bringing us together. Uh, love, peace to all of you guys. Once again, I'm Victor Dangerous, the hardest working man in comics. Saying peace to all of you and keep the dead dead. See you, everybody. Great to see you, everybody. Thank you. See you guys. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.